right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick uh, plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Paul Val, and he is playing Saturday at Ghost Note Brewing, part of a big lineup of blues bands. Oh, I like that. Blues, huh? A lot of blues bands. Interesting. Mm, he's in the blues category? I mean, he is. So this uh, is a little bit more rock, but he plays guitar, plays a lot of blues. You. He's fusion. He's, he's, you know. He's, he's, he's a little fusion. fusion. Yeah, like a little that. fusion a little of the genres. Fusion. Nothing wrong with that, man. A little hybrid. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, I, I want to get into a lot of different topics here because we are off early, by the way. We're off for Texas baseball, so I do want to give Hard a chance to preview that, uh, that series coming up next segment. We'll do that right before we get out of here uh, and uh, maybe pick some NFL or start some NBA games if we have time. I wish we were picking NFL games. <laughs> uh, pick some NBA games, uh, playoff games if we have some time. But real quick, this story, uh, we got to get to this because – it broke today, and it's, it's, I don't know, it seems to be an under-radar, under-the-radar story, but it's significant in my opinion. Uh, three NFL players were suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL mm-hmm. games, uh, while two other players, including the 12th overall pick a year ago, received six-game suspensions for betting on non-NFL games at a league facility. Uh, most notable is Jamison Williams, the Lions wide receiver, but the other players, Detroit Lions wide receiver, uh, Quintez Cephas, Lions safety, C.J. Moore, Washington Commanders defensive end, Shaka Tony, um, are all sidelined for the entire 2023 season. Uh, they can obviously petition for reinstatement um, after the suspension is done. Uh, I'm not even sure if they have uh, access to the I'm sure they can appeal, I guess, but I'm not sure if it does any good or not. I'm not sure about the protocol of the process when you have been suspended for gambling. Uh, Lions wide receivers Stanley, Barry Hill, and Jamison Williams each received a six-game suspension, though they will be able to participate in all offseason and preseason activities, including preseason games. Their suspensions will start at the uh, final roster cutdown. Strangely enough, guys, a little, little detail here um, was basically that Jameson Williams suspension, the most notable of these players, the Detroit Lions wide receivers who was drafted in the first round, was for a technical violation. It was a technical rule regarding the actual location mm-hmm. in which the online bet was placed and which would otherwise be allowed by the NFL outside of the club's facility. So it was basically like he, yeah, man, he's got to, if he had placed the bet, I guess, at a different location. At the crib, been, if you would have placed it where you was at home, you'd have been okay. Don't much. come into the facilities. You you yeah. know better. You know the rules. Don't act like this is news to you and and shocked. There's there's signs everywhere. I know in Major League Baseball. Oh, football there are too. There's signs They're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. You know, don't be everywhere. placing no bets, especially on the faci- at the facility. Oh, yep. And we've already seen somebody get suspended for a whole year. Calvin Ridley has just been reinstated. Context clues. Wait, you just said it too. He's a Bama receiver. He's a Bama receiver. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah, going y'all be like, the hey, dog, don't y'all be doing that. I'm telling y'all. I've been here for a year Henry, and I still Henry, ain't got no money. Henry Ruggs on there too. Like, right. hey, man, y'all need to be more responsible when, when <laughs> exactly. y'all driving too, man. I don't, think he, I don't think he can use this phone <laughs> oh, where he is. Well, you know they got a burner in jail. Eh? I'm trying to get you a burner in jail. Maybe not. Well, boy, they definitely got a burner they for that burner. young man. But, uh, but yeah. That is. Julio uh, yeah. Jones is trying to get a job. Exactly. So I'm the responsible one. Uh, what are your thoughts, gentlemen, about this really quickly? I, I mean, I think the NFL probably needs to modernize the policy just a little bit. But the, it, it, you're right. It is it is something that is 
uh, ingrained in you as a professional athlete from the time the rookie symposium. Exactly. They, they keep you know telling you and they keep pounding uh, it, pounding it into your brain that hey man, no gambling on any professional sports on any sports at all. No gambling, no gambling, no gambling. So when a player does it, it is shocking for us ex athletes because it's like man, it's like the one that and like the steroid and thing. That's like it. The two two exactly. rules that they really do overemphasize. Exactly in the locker room and everywhere. It's like that's the one you really shouldn't try to violate. That's amazing to yeah. me that this is continuing to be something and a story like this where a guy who is probably trying to get on a team, trying to stay on a team, oh, yeah. is now being suspended indefinitely until he could come back. And now you've already lost that year. You're not Calvin Ridley. You're not uh, Jamison Williams, oh, yeah. who is going to be able to come back and play. You have created a bad aura for yourself and the story is going to be, well, I, I was in the league, but I got kicked out because I gambled oh, at the facility. And at ja- the facility. And Jameson Williams will be back. No, he's different. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Those other guys. Yeah, you're right. like, yes. yeah but Quintez yes. Sivas. Yes. Great point. Yeah, Quintez Sivas and C.J. Moore are the two that were cut basically within five minutes of this story breaking. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're right, Arch. Because you're if right. you were worth it, you're right, man. they're going to have you around. No. Yeah. Those guys' careers might be over. They might be playing in the XFL. And they were making a nice The Rock career. is going to be calling them. <laughs> oh, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Go get another that's opportunity. That's a great point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I like you ending on a positive See, I've note. I've got to look out Pos- for these youngsters. Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The XFL. It was around right. We would have been played a couple of more you years. You would have been playing XFL, in it for man. sure, man. No question. No shame yeah. about that at all. Uh, all right. Let's talk about C.J. Stroud because, uh, man, I don't know. Somebody uh. may be ashamed of what they're doing to C.J. Stroud's draft stock. I'll tell you that because there's a smear campaign happening, gentlemen. And today uh, we saw that the S2 cognition test scores were released. Uh, well, actually, my man Patrick has. We got one piece. We're going to play both of these. We'll play one. Can we play the one, the Peter Schrager one? Because I think that one is actually from the S2 cognition creator uh, describing the S2 cognition test and what it is. And uh, we'll, we'll play that play that for you guys here in just a second. But the S2 cognition test scores apparently were leaked. And I, and I think Patrick made a good point. We don't know if these are real. Hell, I don't even know how to grade or judge <laughs> exactly. the S2 condition test. But it is making its way. It's making the rounds, I should say, uh, around the NFL through NFL insiders about these S2 cognition scores. Uh, and allegedly, it is Bob McGinn. He is the source of this information. Um, he does have like a go long um, I think it's like a sub, uh, it's like a sub stack or something like that that he does uh, def- like football essays about. Okay. He does a good job, actually. I do follow him on Twitter. And then there's another contributor, Shane P. Hallam. So if you want to blame somebody, blame those guys. <laughs> uh, but the Bryce Young, he says, has the best uh, S2 cognition test results, 98%. Uh, Jake Hayner uh, at 96% has the second best score. They're two tied for third overall. Uh, best results from the quarterback class. That's Will Levis, 93%. Jaron Hall at 93%. Clayton Toon uh, is at 84%. Anthony Richardson is at 79%. Hendon Hooker is at 46%. And C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. I'm going to start saying his name like that because his, his, stock, his stock is dropping. His name is C.J. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> like something's dropping. Exactly. Uh, he said 18%, guys, the S2 cognition Ugh. test results. Um, it, it, like I said, we don't, we don't know if this was specifically released to 
hurt his draft stock or to smear him, but it, it definitely hurts his draft stock. It does, and it's it's also worth noting, there's other names of quarterbacks, like Stetson Bennett is not listed on there. There's other quarterbacks that were part of things that are not listed, so there could be other guys that were lower or around him. The only name that's even close to him is Hendon Hooker. Yep. That's lower. So it, it, the way it's put out also doesn't seem great because it wasn't like, oh, no, there's like six quarterbacks that have low grades. It was put out of all these quarterbacks have great grades, and then look at him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. He's the only one at 18%. The, the, the next lowest is 46% Hendon Hooker. So yeah. yeah, so it, I think it's put out as it seems a little bit more skewed that way too mm-hmm. because there is about four or five more, six more quarterbacks who could easily be drafted that are not listed on there. So once again, we go back to the conspiracy theories. It could be an agent of another quarterback that's like, "Hey, I need this guy Trying to drop to get my guy up at the top because I won't." Not any hookers, yeah. And, you know, oh, oh, I'm just saying, like, it'd be a Will <laughs> Levis agent or a Jake Kaner agent, whatever. You yeah, know, exactly. Anybody, no, yeah, um, I, but I'm just saying, it is not. It is not no, hitting hookers. No, because he wouldn't want that out He's there. Like, no, I don't want yeah. that. That's a great point. And uh, like I said it still could be a team. It could be a team that wants C.J. Stroud. Who's a little, you know, picking maybe the Colts? They want CJ Stroud, but they figure, hey, we need some team to pass on him. Mm-hmm. So we need to stock the drop. Sorry, CJ. We'll, we'll pay you and we'll treat you right when you get here, but we need you to drop to us first. Yeah. And I, and I will say, too, I was looking at a thing because we talked about <laughs> Trey Lance and the rumors about him as well. And I was looking to see what his numbers were just to, out of curiosity. Yeah. And the articles were basically like, oh, everybody said his was a lot lower than it was. They thought his number was around the 70% mark. And then it turned out it's probably closer to the 90% mark. Oh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Wow. So, but the, the story in that is, well, they didn't know exactly, and people thought it was a lot lower than it was. So this, again, depending on what was said, I mean, these seem like accurate numbers where someone said an actual number to somebody or actually looked at a sheet or something. But it could have been, well, he was around the 18th percentile, and he was around the 42nd percentile, mm-hmm. and he's setting it quickly, and then the guy goes back and goes, oh, I think he said 18, and did he say 80, or did he say 18? You don't know. <laughs> right. And so I'm just saying, there is possibilities that it could be wrong. It seems like it's legit, but yeah. you have to take it into account. It's a account. silly season. Yes. It is a silly season. Uh, to Patrick's point, Peter Schrager uh, of, of Shregs, <laughs> yeah, right? yep. of uh, football morning was it was it uh, foot, good morning good morning football, football. Yeah. good morning football on FM they do a really good, good job good morning yeah. something like yeah. I don't get to watch it but I know they yeah. do a good job because I see all the like the excerpts on Twitter uh, but he had one of the creators of the S two cognition test on to discuss exactly what is it what are the details how does it apply why is it applicable for an NFL quarterback here is Peter Schrager. If I'm Peter Schrager, prospect seven seven thirty five at the combine, and I'm sitting down yep. for an S two test. What is the actual test? Yep. So our test is about forty five minutes, in which you you sit in front of a specialized gaming system that was built for for millisecond precision. One of the tests that I think a lot of uh, of companies may use is is object tracking. So how well, how many objects you you got to broaden your attention and keep track of many moving objects, right? An example of a laboratory based test is you may you may have to track three or four objects for ten or fifteen seconds. And here's where Scott and I got a little bit more sophisticated. Is that's not how football operates, right? You've got to have a, a play is three to five seconds, and so we duplicated with how many. Objects are on the screen is what a quarterback or a safety is going to have to look at. And we actually measured how quickly DBs and receivers move across the field. And so that's how quickly our balls move across the screen. It's only for three or five seconds like an NFL play. So we really tried to narrow down the laboratory tests, which may have 
10 or 15 balls moving across the screen and you've got to keep track of three of them, uh, we, we, we push the limits there. We make, we make these defensive backs and these middle linebackers have to track nine objects, right? Because that might be their life um, within three seconds at the speed in which the game moves. So uh, it's really it's sports specific in that respect, but it, it is a classic sort of computer-based laboratory test. Oh, there you go. Uh, Howard, you have a history. You've, you've taken this I've test. Taken, I've taken one very, simil- very similar to that. And it is it is very quick moving. you got to be sharp on it. You, it sets you up to fail, basically. Mm. You know, it's one of those things. And you do have to be, you know, that, that quick twitch, eye twitching where you can see certain things yeah. and, and recognize it. So it's like, process. It's like, you know, that's why they said it's like a split second. Mm-hmm. That's just like facing a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Mm. you got to be able to react to it. And what are your reactions to it at that time? So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty intense, man. Well, now the NFL now they've gotten rid of the antiquated wonderlick. Uh, mm-hmm. This is now kind of their go to uh, evaluation of how quickly someone can process mentally. And they're saying Bryce Young uh, that he processes as well as any quarterback they've seen uh, come out in a long time. And this would be another indicator of that. So there are lots of stories out there about Bryce Young and his football acumen and football IQ. Remember last year they said Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Had the highest of these, and I mean, he had the highest score, I believe, of all the quarterbacks last year, and maybe that is shows why he transitioned so well to the NFL. Yeah, and it did him very little good last season, yeah, last year, because he's Mr. Irrelevant. So he's the last pick. So clearly, they are looking at this in a different way this year than they were to it last year. Yes, I agree. With that. That's a good point. Good point about and, that. And we don't know what the numbers of Malik Willis, who didn't seem to be able to play at that level this year, Kenny Pickett, who seemed to be okay, like. If you look at maybe the numbers they've seen over the last couple of years and last year, if they went, oh, well, we picked this guy and we his game film looks like one thing, yep. but we got him in the league and he wasn't ready to play, uh, there there may be more into it of how they're looking at the last couple of drafts. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same point, you can't judge everything on one data point. One uh, one of the creators uh, of, of the S2 college, says, Ali, uh, she said in an interview, um, Basically, um, oh, sorry, it's a he. I apologize. Uh, he said he couldn't divulge scores, but he did say the 2023 quarterback results, S2 cognition results, were dramatically better than last year's. Uh, he mm. said only Purdy and one other quarterback scored above the 90th percentile last year. Quote, we've been doing the NFL draft for seven years, Ali said. From an S2 cognition perspective, last year was the worst year we've ever had score-wise. And this year is by far and away the best we've ever had score-wise at the quarterback position. Isn't that crazy? She said this group of quarterbacks the best they've yeah. ever had. And C.J. Stroud <laughs> is Stroud. Like at the bottom of the <laughs> Texas says, see ya, Stroud. Yeah, it's not bad. But, uh, Might be. We'll see where he ends up right now. The smear campaign has definitely got his draft stock I don't really dropping. like the smear campaign from man, man. C.J. Stroud. I think he deserves a little bit more recognition for what he's been able to do in the Big Ten, and making things happen that way as you look at his numbers throughout. And it, it's just so crazy that this is the time where everything is under that microscope. I'm with you. I, I, I told you yesterday, the more research I've done on C.J. Stroud because I am coming to the realization Bryce Young will go number one overall. Yep, yep. And if the Texans take C.J. Stroud, 
I, you know, as a Texans fan, I need to be on that bandwagon. And I need to feel good about it. Uh, the more research I do on him, I like him. Yes, I, I I've been a I, fan. I like him more. I've been a fan. I like him more now than I did uh, prior to uh, my draft research. And I expected to start doing deep diving in him and started to find other things that discouraged me from jumping on that C.J. Stroud bandwagon. Not the case. Right. I actually, I, I think the Texans should draft him if he's there. I mean, I, I've said I, that a couple of, a couple of days ago. I said, you know what? I'm at the point now. Just draft him. And you know what? If he if he doesn't end up being the franchise quarterback they all hoped he would be, then draft another one in two or three years. See ya, Stroud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll get into our last segment on the show. We'll do some NBA picks. Uh, we'll also uh, tech, talk to my man Harge about Texas baseball. They got a big matchup. As a matter of fact, while we for, we're off early, big matchup this weekend versus Oklahoma. We'll talk about that in preview a little bit right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. It's a 512 Friday. That's when we play jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Miss Mac and the Daddies. Miss. They're playing Saturday at Central Machine Works. Wow, that's a great name. And this song Miss. is called Daddy Issues. Wow, Miss Mac and the Daddies? Hey. That's why she got daddy issues. That's great. That, that's Hello. fantastic. I love it. Talk about great band names. There there you know, that's another one right there. Yep. I, I, I kind of got. I kind of know where she got that one from. Yeah, she just she's stunting. She's stunting on y'all. Oh, you're stunting like a daddy. <laughs> stunting like a dad. Get, get back go. to the daddy day. There, there you go. You go. Uh, all right, let's talk about Texas baseball. Hard while we got a little time. That's they right. got a, a weekend series coming up versus Oklahoma, their heated and hated rival. Uh, tell us about this series. Should the Longhorns be concerned about the Longhorns matchup versus the Sooners? They should always be concerned because it is a rivalry game. You just talked about it. It's Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We know that they're going to be intense. Their fans are going to be intense. Skip Johnson, a former Texas employee, was a co-pitching coach here at the University of Texas. He's coming back. They've had a down year. They lost a bunch of players, but they've also got some uh, exciting players. They have a bunch of speed on the bases, so that's going to be something to pay attention to as well. A name to pay attention to is Dakota Harris. He plays shortstop. This team overall is 19-19, and 19 and they're 4-8 and eight in the Big 12. But they do have some pieces, you know. And mm-hmm. I told you this at the very beginning of the year. One thing I did see about Oklahoma, they're not afraid to bunt. They're not afraid to hit and run. They do situational stuff. And being on this turf, they're going to look a lot faster as well. They steal a lot of bases. They're 83 of 105. So they're going to steal. They're going to run. They're mm-hmm. going to run a lot. And the guy that I was telling you about, uh, Dakota Harris, he's only four of six, but he's hitting 360. Uh, Kendall Pettis, he's the left fielder. He's got 12, uh, he's 12 of 16 on the stolen bases. So they will put it on the grass and get after it. So Texas pitching, they need to stay on point. Lucas Gordon has done a great job being that number one guy on Friday. But they have Oklahoma in the Big 12 have not been very good. Their pitching staff is giving it up and they're giving it up a lot. They've given up 6.8 runs Ooh. per game. Wow. So in Texas, they've been hitting the baseball. They've been making things happen. So that's something else to pay attention to. Look, Texas should come out and play well this weekend. 
But here's the deal. It is a rivalry game. It is Oklahoma. It is at the at di- at the dish, and you know that they're going to be prepared as best as they could be. Yeah, uh, no question about it. And oh, at least you'll get two two beautiful days of assuming of baseball um, tonight and tomorrow afternoon, and yeah, then on Sunday. Sunday. Woo! Yeah, be prepared for <laughs> delays. Uh, yeah, be prepared for adjustments. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared uh, for to keep up with whatever the changes may be, and expect those changes for Sunday because things are supposed to get a little crazy. That's right. Uh, but looking for great weather today and tomorrow. Craig Wells on the call. Who's, who's calling Craig the game? With Craig Ray and Wells? Roger Wallace. Shout out to my man Roger Wallace right. as well. Uh, we'll give you up to uh, Texas baseball here in about five minutes. Let's talk a little bit of NBA since we got a little time here. Um, how about this little stat? Guys, this is crazy. And I tried to update it because it comes from the Vegas Wise guys. So how about this? In the last 44 NBA playoff games. Now, actually, if you take the game today out, out of it, because uh, this is from this is from yesterday. Um, and it didn't include the games last night, but I upgraded to include the games last night. So basically, in the last in 46 of the last 47 NBA playoff games. The team that has won also covered. Mm. The winning team basically prior to the Clippers game last night was 46-0 against the spread. Wow. The winning team straight up it was, 40, was 46-0 against the spread. The, the Clippers game, the reason that it did not it – did, the, the trend didn't continue is because Kawhi, that Kawhi report – uh, that's what they ended it up changed happening. the line. They sure did. It was two and a half. The Kawhi uh, report, him being out, took it to like I think uh, the Suns favored by seven and a half, something like that. So and they end up winning by five. Mm-hmm. So that so if you still, I guess if you got it with the old line, because you can still, I guess if you would have done that, if you were uh, on on your on your game as a gambler, then I guess that stat will still stick for you, stick to you. So basically, over the last two playoff years, the winning team is one hundred and seventy four and fourteen against the spread. That's unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And uh, not including the game tonight, but the favorites are 9-0 straight up the last three nights. Interesting. Vegas is on a heater. Um, is uh, it Vegas or well, yeah, 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 somebody that's paying a little <laughs> bit more attention could to be, that? Could be. I like uh, it. Uh, all right. What are your thoughts, gentlemen, about the, uh, the, what, where the NBA, where these series will be by the time the weekend is over? Because we'll be have played – uh, one at least one game of uh, at each of these series by the time we get back here on Monday. Uh, what are your thoughts? Which one could be over with? Are we looking at a oh, sweep by the 76ers? 76 was, is that's over. over? Okay. It's over. That's over. Celtics is over. Celtics, Celtics is over. Okay. Nuggets is over. Yes, yep. Yep. I can see that too. That's a great yep. point. Uh, and what do we think happens in the Lakers series with the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies now that Dylan Brooks has laid down the challenge to King James? He wants to see well, him I, score Well, court. there's a big thing, though. Does John Morant play? That is because a huge thing. Because we do not know. John Morant, if, he, if reports are true and he could not dribble a basketball a couple days ago, it's hard to believe that he's going to be okay to play come Saturday. The long rest favors L.A., because older team, old. <laughs> he, he's old. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> what he said. He's old. I'm not here for that BS. I'm here to play ball. He's I old. ain't got time to play with this little dude. Is that what LeBron said? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he said I'm we here to play ball. Take I ain't, high road. Yeah, yeah, he's like I'm. I ain't got time to be worrying about Dylan Brooks. I wish he would get petty. I, I mean, oh, you and me both. I said oh, it yeah, yesterday. Hey, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There's going to be a book that comes out in a few years or a documentary or something, and he's going to last dance it and just be laughing at the screen. Be like, <laughs> yeah. you said what? 
Yeah. Just go last dance, and I love that. I, I took that personal. Oh, you made a I bird took that laugh. Personal. Yeah, it's exactly that, right. We need that. We I need took, we need that version of LeBron. I don't I know if agree, it exists. I agree, one hundred percent. All right. So, what are your thoughts, guys, about the Suns Clippers series? By the time the weekend, they play on Saturday as well, uh, along with the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Where's that series? They're two one now. Phoenix with the lead. Does Phoenix increase that lead, or do the Clippers tie this thing up? That also depends on. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. That all depends on that part of it. But so. I don't see Kawhi being able to be 100% out there, and you need 100% Kawhi. Paul George ain't coming back. I used to, I don't think they have the, the power, the firepower to get it done against yeah. the Suns. I'm with you. I feel like, man, Devin Booker's just playing. And, and KD is just cool playing the yeah. role of the, the Robin or the, you know, he's, he can be the B in this scenario and not well, the A Because he's right getting now. double teamed, and Devin Booker's not as much. So he's like, cool, if they're going to double-team me, you go go get go 60. Eat, I don't that's care. Right. I just want to win. And with yep. no Kawhi there, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be comfortable. I'll be fine. When yeah, Kawhi's not he there, ain't looking over there at that <laughs> bench talking about, here he comes. Every time he crosses yeah. half court, he's like, dang. <laughs> here he comes. Again, man. back again. <laughs> uh, all right, what's on tap for you this weekend, Arch? A lot of sports. Uh, kiddos got soccer. We had a soccer match earlier today. They tied the number seven team in the nation hey. earlier. So we got that. Then we got also we got a basketball tournament. So I'm in the gym and uh, on the pit. This weekend. Beautiful thing. Patrick, what about you? What's on tap, brother? Some relaxation and a whole lot of basketball. Oh, yeah, me too. Lots of basketball. Actually, my mother's in law is in town. So, nice. She I made mean, the trip. She in made the, the trip. In the RV? No, not the RV. Oh, not she this time. She slowed down. Thank God. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, remember the revolution. We don't need to tell about it. Talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, and Roger Wallace coming up next with Texas Baseball. Peace.